Porta Child Foundation is proud to introduce you to Superior Educator Brad Bessonen from UN Trout Creek Schools. Mr. Bessonen is just incredible. Everything he does is successful. His basketball team is always a winner, and the band and choir concerts are amazing. He is able to teach a whole class of elementary kids, instruments, music, and they put on amazing concerts throughout the year. If you know an amazing educator like Brad, go to superioreducators.org and nominate them to be recognized as the next Superior Educator. Welcome back to Copper Country Today on this Sunday morning. I'm Todd Van Dyke. Our program is brought to you by the Portage Health Foundation. Learn more about them at phfgive.org. I wound up parking on the downtown Houghton parking deck last week for a little engagement I had, and I thought, you know, this may be the last time I park on that downtown Houghton parking deck. The wrecking ball is going to start hitting the concrete before too long. And as that happens, there's going to be a whole lot of adapting that all of us are going to have to do throughout downtown Houghton. So I thought it was time to bring Eric Wara, the Houghton City Manager, in to get an update as to what we have planned, what our timetable is, and how we're going to deal with all of this change that is coming up. So Eric, welcome back to the program. Well, thanks for having me and good morning. So first question is, and I've got to bring this up uh, at the front, price came in higher than we had wanted. It, it did. I mean, um, we, you know, you, you estimate a, they estimate a project for a grant application. Fortunately, we were able to receive some grant money for this project as well, not to tear the deck down per se, but to actually do placemaking elements once it's down. That's what the grant yeah, you, was actually Yeah, you for. don't get money to tear things down. Nobody's giving out grants to tear things down. Not 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 in this day and age. And the programs that we were able to, to the program we were able to tap was revitalization and placemaking. And so, we yeah. leveraged the fact that the deck had to come down in or, in order to get those funds to help um, you know, revitalize that whole area down there. Well, we got a million dollars. It's a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, kudos to you and the city staff for finding a way to make that work. Well, and again, that was, some, that was a plan that we had put forth, um, back in, uh, early in 2022 when we knew this money was going to be coming out and the council had resolved this deck does need to come down, you know, and I, people can argue all they want about, oh, it looks fine. It's, it's great. Look what happened in Milwaukee. Look what happened in New York City. And, you know, that, we've been through this before, Todd, that piece yeah. of infrastructure is not a sustainable piece of infrastructure for a city this size. Well, and I noticed as I pulled in last Saturday again, the barriers along the back wall, because the back wall is unstable. They've been there for and, three years. Yeah, they've been there for three years and they are still there and there's no way that's going to get fixed. Um, it, well, there is a way. You throw money at well, it. Well, yeah, okay. But you have you to know. have money to throw at it to do that. Yeah, and you throw money at it. Well, as we did, what was it, eight, nine years ago about nine years, years ago, ago yeah there was yeah, a we, we did throw some money at it and we knew at the time that it was a temporary fix exactly and golly sakes it was a temporary it, fix. well it was and and you know those that was called the 10-year fix you know at the time yeah. and you know 10 years is guess what we're coming up on 10 years now and we did have a, another structural inspection done you know in god it seems like forever ago i think it was about 2020 um, what, you know, was done yeah. and there was some concerns there. That's why those barriers went up. That's why the stairwell was closed. And you want to start talking three, four, $500,000 just to fix those items. And that doesn't even touch the places where people actually park. Yeah, and many of the things that go wrong with a parking deck are not immediately visible. They are cracks that develop in the concrete well, pillars. Well, they are immediately the visible when it fails. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 
That's yeah. the problem. But you know, you stand there and look at it today, you don't see the fact that salt has rotted out the post tensioning cables and the, the, and the, the concrete. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You don't see that. You, you see that. Uh, I mean, I drove in. I thought, yo, we've still got kind of nice paint up here on the top yeah. and that kind of thing. Okay, it looks uh, looks pretty good. Well, yet even for something that's going to be coming down, right? And, but even, and has to be. Yeah, and even some of the repairs that were done are they're starting to pop. You know, yep. the, they fixed the concrete. They might have done some work on the cables, and those are starting to pop off because go back in time, this deck was never designed to last for it was actually a 30-year design life if you look back in the documents it was a 30-year design life and this type of construction is not recommended for our climate it was experimental at the time it was new at the time and it's one of those things that i think they found out maybe a little bit afterward five years after it was built the american concrete institute said don't do that anymore in northern climates yeah and you know, we didn't know it at the time. I'm sure that it looked good at the time. I'm sure it was a decision that was made on, hey, this is new technology. It's going to be a nice thing. And, it's it's and, and very efficient and inexpensive yep. to build and all of those things. And, you know, honestly, the deck did serve. We got great service out of that deck. The downtown got great service out of that deck. Um, it just It's just unfortunate. Like I said before, it's an unsustainable piece of infrastructure. That we have. So what's next? That's what we're here to talk about. What's what's next? We we have awarded the contract. The contract's been, we've got the dollars in place. The contract's been awarded. We're going to have a pre-construction meeting with the contractor next week. So we'll really start to get some detail on their schedule um, as to when things are going to happen. The first thing that people are probably going to see happen is some selected demolition, the small stuff, the vestibule that's built, you know, on the deck off of the back of one of the buildings. Uh, they'll start taking the light poles down. They'll start taking the lights out from under. The parking signs are going to come down. You know, all of that stuff. Those barriers. We already had one parking sign start to come down there. Yeah. yeah well, that was forced demolition, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, but then once that selective demolition is going to occur over that mid-May area right there get all that small stuff done yeah everything you can get out of the way conveniently you do get out of the way conveniently so it's not mucking up the big project right you don't want to have to worry about you you mentioned a wrecking ball they're not going to use a wrecking ball no i I was Um, was facetious yes that's a a phrase but actually the way they're going to do this is again in this slab which is only about seven inches thick you know yeah you think about that yeah that's it's not real thick It's about as thick as a sidewalk, but there's cables inside of there, which are keeping tension on the concrete. They're pulled, they're pulled really tight. Well, here, that's the problem with this construction. Those cables are made of steel. And they they don't like road salt. And we have lots of road salt. Yes. So a lot of those cables are broken. They're going to, they're going to cut those cables in a controlled fashion, you know, to release the tension on the concrete. And then it's essentially a concrete muncher is going to come in and start taking bites out of this thing and dropping the the material down below down below it and then once the concrete is gone then they it's it's actually a lot easier than to remove the steel because that's just a matter of torching or taking yeah. bolt well i don't know if the bolts are going to come out anymore maybe yeah, some I'm wd-40 not, but i'm not i'm not sure i'd want to be wrenching those bolts no but but then then they'll take the structural steel down and then we'll be left with almost like an empty pallet from there that pallet is what that $1 million is for. 
that that extra million that we got that pallet um there's going to be um what two well-defined very large parking lots down there kind of like there is now um there's going to be sidewalks on both sides of the road there's going to be street lights. There's going to be green things planted down there. We're, we're building in two large rain gardens at the bottom of Puabic Street where, where we're going to actually just capture the rainwater and those are going to be used to, to grow rain gardens, a uh, garden that is 100% fed by rain. Um, the plantings that are going to be used down there, those are hardy, drought-resistant, salt-resistant. You know, we had a landscape architect involved with the design, um, with the sidewalks. Um, then we have Powabic Street, where the ramp is now, where the big ramp comes off of Sheldon. That's actually going to be that pedestrian way there. Um, uh, so folks can either, they can take the sidewalk. You know, if, you're, if you've got full mobility, take that sidewalk. If you're limited mobility, you can, it's a night, there'll be a nice easy walk for you to get down there. There's going to be a space for people to gather in the middle, maybe eat, eat some takeout or just take in the view of the lake, which you'll be able to see Yeah. Um, from there. And then there'll be a set of steps on one side. If people want to take the shortcut and do the rocky thing and run up the steps, um, they can do that as well. So that was one of the things that we really knew, and that was part of the grant application, was to try to improve mobility between Lakeshore Drive and Sheldon Avenue because you don't have that super convenient walk where you can pull up to a back door and just walk in someone's door. Yeah. What sacrifices did you have to make to get this back into budget? Yeah. So, um, well, it's in the engineering world, after this happens, you do value engineering is what it's called. So, so really you looked at, um, and I always use the word sprinkles, you know, like you want sprinkles on your cupcake or on your ice cream cone. Well, we had to take some of the sprinkles back. We're going to get, we're going to get what we ordered. Um, but, um, s things like, um, the lighting, there's some of the lighting that we were originally said, well, let's put that in there and see where the price comes in type of thing. Do you put some sprinkles on when you go for the grant request we, so that you have something that you can oh, yeah. wash I mean, out we, we planned, if in fact there's a problem well, with the we, price? Well, we planned on sprinkles, but then we also, we put a lot of sprinkles in there. And, and, you know, in some cases we had planned on some, some other, um, targeted landscape features, which are, they're expensive, but, um, instead of it being this way, it's still going to be a planted area. There's still going to be a tree there, but it's not going to be quite the, um, uh, hardscaped, um, rain garden type feature that, you know, was the original intent. It would have been nice if we could afford it. Yeah. But it's still going to be a nice, you know, nice planted green area, little, you know, islands and strips of, of, of uh, just lush area down there. And five there. years from now, 10 years from now, if you want to gussy it up, you if, can come back to if it. If we want to gussy something up, we can certainly go back, um, you know, just, but things like that lighting, um, some of the things that were, um, as they were designed, it, talking about this, still about this value engineering is some of the things that were designed. Yeah. Well, you know what? Talk to the contractors. Cause we asked, why is that so expensive? Why did you have to bid so much on that? And then with the, the engineers that work for the contractor talking to the engineers that designed it said, well, how about we do it this way? We can do it for a lot less money if we do it this way and you still get the same product. And why wouldn't we then? Yeah. You know, because a lot of this, yes, there's a lot of science involved, but then there's also, you know, different approaches. And so we were able to do some of that as well. 
um, you know, like the retaining walls in the Puabic right of way there going down the hill. A little bit different design actually makes them a lot less expensive to build because it all comes down to what is it going to cost the contractor to build that? Sure. I mean, their, their price, their bid is based on their cost. Exactly. And heaven knows costs for contractors have been going all over the place Concrete's over the last couple up, of years. Concrete's up, steel's up, light poles are up, um, you know, and then delivery times. You know, yeah, that stuff is hard to get. Oh, yeah. I mean, you look at our EV chargers. I mean, we waited months for these little electrical parts, you know, that we needed Hancock's waiting for theirs right now Yeah, for parts. So so in that case, you know, we, we even got a schedule of, you know, what are long lead items? You know, fortunately, you don't need the light poles till the end of the job. Yeah. So or they're going to order the light poles now, so they'll be here at the end of summer type of thing. Talking with Eric Wara, he's the Holton City Manager. We're getting ready to bid adieu to the big downtown parking deck. Well, this still, uh, I know you were anticipating a couple of months ago that this might be done in segments, that one portion of the deck would come down, then the other. Yeah, that's and that's kind of you veer into parking and all those things. So the sequence of this, um, the engineers had placed a recommended sequence, something that we like to see. Well, the contractor bid it that way, and that's was the logical way to do this. So they're going to start on the big part, you know, behind Swifts and KBC. They'll start on that part. They're going to get that taken down and basically out of there. The west side behind um, Downwind and Joey's yeah. and the print shop and the den is going to stay there for an extra few weeks. And then once they get one side down, um, kind of just move everything and start on the other side. So so what um, parking-wise, um, there's going to come a day where we won't be able to park there anymore. We've been distributing parking flyers about downtown. We've got a kind of a task force within the city um, to where, you know, where are you going to park? Well, there's directions. If you have a permit to park on the deck, you can now park here, 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 here. And it's going to be different during the construction. Once construction is done, then, um, and that's something we're still working on, is our, our whole permitting system is going to change. It's going to get very simple as opposed to now. We've got like eight different kinds of parking permits now for all these different lots who have different rules. We're going to really simplify the rules, um, simplify the times, you know, the periods of time, one hour versus two hour. We're going to go to two hour parking everywhere, you know, in all the lots, all of the uh, um, side streets, Sheldon Avenue, because it, you want you want to make it easy for people yeah. to park and to figure out where to park, especially when they're coming into town for the first time. Yeah, now when I was downtown last Saturday, uh, it was, I will grant, a busy weekend. It was mm-hmm. Michigan Tech graduation, mm-hmm. um, and I had we were playing the, with the backroom boys. Yeah. We were playing at the, the well-read Raccoon yeah. at the bookstore. They, they had us in for an hour as they celebrated local authors. Day. Mm-hmm. It was very interesting. Uh, I did wind up parking on the deck because I had some equipment to move in and such, but it was full. Parking was full. It was downtown. graduation weekend. Too. Yeah, it was graduation weekend, and so I will grant that it's a it, one of the busier weekends of the mm-hmm. year. But I looked around and I said, "Gee, if I couldn't park on the deck, I'd be parking a long ways away." You might be in some cases, like graduation weekend, um, winter carnival. You know those those times, but you cannot you cannot design your parking system for one, two, three events a year. You look at the parking studies that were done, the one, and I know people complained it was in the winter, but the the professionals who did it knew it was winter, and they factored for that. Really? They take that kind of thing into account? Well, you think, (laughs) um, but um, 
just but they take those things into account and the you know there's there was all kinds of other parking out there and even then with the factors looking at it in the summertime counts that we've done you know informally you know that i've had houghton pd do for us just to when you guys are out patrolling just jot these numbers down on this list the park that deck was you know a lot of times less than 50 percent utilized yeah most of the time less than 50 percent utilized i don't recall a time where i ever pulled onto the deck where i couldn't find a place and fairly close to a door on the side that you wanted to be on yeah. exactly yeah. and and again it's it's coming down to that convenience and you know it's unfortunate that we've become accustomed to that and and again, that deck served did serve a purpose, and but it's also shaped our culture downtown. Um, you know, by oh, I I always know I can always park there. Why? Because there's a lot of space there. Yeah, and it's not going to be full except maybe winter carnival or graduate Friday night of graduation weekend yeah. or something like that. But um, we're going to have to change that culture because one of the things with parking is we have all of these parking assets downtown that the city hasn't for decades. We haven't had to manage that period in some cases because it's always, there's the easy button has always been the deck. Yeah, always had so much, you didn't have to worry about it. Right, you got so much parking. Well, now we're still, by the by the numbers from the professionals, we're still gonna be in that, let's call it design factor. We're still gonna be in a surplus of parking. But what the city is doing, what we're working on right now is getting our parking the parking that we have that's been lying fallow in some cases for decades we're going to start using that and that's a that's a matter of helping people find it striping it properly getting the proper signage up all of those things and um you know it's it's going to look completely different come fall yeah uh, how do we stand with those businesses along Sheldon Avenue that have come over the last half century to rely on having that backdoor access. So so we were able to partner with MEDC um, who brought up, um, uh, I think it was a, an architect and an urban planner slash um, business consultant, um, brought some downstate folks up. Um, they met, we, we, set up, we helped them set up appointments. They met with basically every building on the deck, I believe. And to look at resiliency, what does life after look like? And so MEDC paid for it because they know that this is important and we're redevelopment ready. We can avail ourselves of those services. So, so they were able to meet with Joy and Suzanne when they were here. Um, they've gone back downstate now and they're working on, I guess you want to call it downloading all of this information that they took in speaking to the building owner, the business owner. Um, they're going to reach back out here in the next month or so to kind of hopefully finalize things. And then they're going to prepare basically um, um, resiliency plans for each of these businesses. So there's going to be a path forward for a lot of these businesses uh, in, of some way, shape or form at least. Right. And a lot of times an outside, an outside person coming in and really looking at it without a lot of the person, you know, your, your personal feelings, just like going and getting a second opinion, so to yeah. speak. Yeah. So I, I'm the, their goal was to, to give these businesses, these owners ideas and of, of, uh, what, you know, well, here's actually, this is a real opportunity and here's how type of thing. Uh, or make this change and that back door suddenly becomes, that old back door suddenly becomes unimportant 
and I might be saying something extreme there, but but just those types of things that they'll be able with fresh eyes, you know, um, never been here before, and so you know, yeah, type of thing, and really um, um, being able to to do some design work, some imagining, like that's their that's what their job is. Well, and this is going to open up some opportunities. I mean, we've already seen uh, KBC. They're going to put a nice deck out. KBC's um, planning to rebuild their deck. I know the work at 326 Sheldon, where the old um, Hellman Transportation Center was there on Dodge Street. You know, they have plans for their building there. Of course, that's relying on the deck not being there. Um, and other buildings, there's other opportunities. I know we were able to obtain some grant dollars for the den um, through MADC again um, to uh, level out their deck. That used to be the old drive-through because that was built as a McDonald's back in the day. Sure. So, but it's also sloped, and how do you eat soup on a slope, right? <laughs> so, so we're 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 very um, quickly, very quickly, yes, <laughs> out of one side of the bowl. But um, the den is planning to to activate that as outdoor seating and with a view now instead of a view of parked cars, they're going to have a view of the canal from there, and and down below on the Lakeshore Drive. And, and down below on Lakeshore Drive, I mean, long term, you look at that, those used to be, quote, storefront space, unquote, in some form or fashion back in the day. But of course, you go way back in the day, that was kind of the back alley back there anyway. That's why it was okay to put a deck there in the first place. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot down there. Was, but you can now, if you're going to open all that up and get rid of that, I, I you, call it the lower whacker drive. Lower whacker. Well, I mean, we, under the underneath there and the pigeons dropping things and things Pigeons like dropping that. things and people don't seem to mind leaving pallets leaning up against buildings or what day they put their garbage out. That's gonna that lake that section of Lakeshore Drive can become a contributing street to our downtown. Again, there's gonna be sidewalks on both sides. There's gonna be street lights. You know, there's going to be benches because now you're gonna want to sit down there. There's yeah. gonna be sunshine down there. Yeah. And um, you know, maybe somebody might even have to get an awning for a window down there. Who knows? Um, but I think there's, you know, the future is there's gonna be some real opportunity down there as well to reactivate or in some cases, activate those spaces at whether it's retail or a living space or whatever it is, because you're you don't it's not lower whacker anymore. Yeah, yeah, it, it's opened up. It's it's sunny. I remember when they pulled the crosswalks from downtown mm -hmm. Houghton. The first time I drove through after those came down, I thought, my, how much brighter it is. Mm -hmm. uh, and I I had always thought the crosswalks were nice and quaint, you know, and. Mm -hmm. They, they when they came out, I didn't mind it as much as I thought I would. Yeah, and think of think of Huron Street when it was covered. Yeah, I mean it's hard to remember. Yeah, what that was like. I mean that, and again, that was built in the same era. Actually, at the same time, the deck was built, and that you know, for for better or for worse, that ha had to come down as well because. I remember when they took them down, and it and a lot of that steel wasn't doing a whole lot. No, it was a good thing it was taken down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, unfortunately, we have to say goodbye to the deck at this point for the same reason. It, it's, it's outlived its usefulness. It's gone well beyond its projected lifespan. Yes, it is going to cost money to take it down. Yep. This is being paid for now by the city taxpayers. We had to we had to pull a bond to do it. We just don't have you know a million plus laying around.
Yeah, and so there'll be interest paid over the years. Uh, interest paid over the years. Again, there was a there was a plan in place when we embarked on this after the decision was made that it needed to come down, that we're going to need to grow the tax base downtown to offset some of those costs, you know, so that so the downtown can contribute, you know, to get that debt paid off. And then, you know, some of it was um, there may be some development down there. I know a lot of people think the fix is in and stuff's going to happen down there, but it's going to be a collective decision that the city is going to have to make. And that's the, the city council makes the ultimate decision, but there's going to be a lot of public input involved. Yeah. Anything that happens down there is going to have to go through the planning commission. Right. It's going to have to go through zoning in zoning, some cases. Planning. It's going to have to go through the city council. There are going to be public hearings and well, all you, sorts of opportunity you, for people to weigh in. Exactly. Because when you really get down to it, the city owns that property. The taxpayers own that property yeah. down there. And, um, you know, Four years ago, we embarked on something which has led us to today. How do we do this without costing the taxpayers any money? Well, it was proposed that there would be development down there. Well, the city can make the decision. We're just going to, we're going to start over. Yeah. We're going to start over. The city, and I mean the city in a broader sense, has to make a decision. Well, do we want to sell that property? Do we want to st- keep it a parking lot? Do we want to sell a piece of it? Yeah. And How what much is it development going to- do we want to do for parks and green space? Exactly. Things of that nature. We've got to wrap this up. But uh, we will be covering this over the next few weeks through Keweenaw Report. And as uh, things happen, we'll try to keep you abreast of it. And if you've got any questions, check with the city center. Yeah, I would say, you know, before, before you check social media, you might want to get the facts first. Oh, yeah. Please do not. Social media is, is just gone to, well, never mind. Thank you. That's so another much. episode. Thank you, Eric Wara. You're welcome.